This is the ExtraTime.com League of Ireland Voice Notes podcast and perhaps you can hear the Dundalk fans over to my right as they look onto the pitch in Weavers Park celebrating because they have won the 172nd Louth Derby. Keep in mind, they lost on both occasions that they played here last season. So this is a big win and it came through a Mali goal, his second of the season in the league, an early birthday present for him. He turns 23 on Monday. Drogheda had chances to go ahead in the first half. They didn't take them. Markey had the best of them. In the second half, late on, they had a penalty, which Draper took, but Shepard saved. Now, Draper went off injured after picking up an injury in the uh, ensuing scramble following that save. So let's hope that he is okay. Coming up, the thoughts of Paul Crowley, formerly of Shamrock Rovers, Dundalk, Drogheda, St. Pat's and Waterford, to name just a few. He also played for Shells. He was on LOI TV duty tonight. But first, let's get some reaction from both camps. After a win for Dundalk that puts them third and a defeat for Drogheda, just their second of the season, that leaves them sitting fifth. This is the ExtraTime.com League of Ireland Voice Notes podcast. By the time you're listening to this, it is most likely St. Patrick's Day. I'm joined by goal scorer for Dundalk tonight, Conor Malley. How did it feel to get your second goal for Dundalk tonight, your second in the league? Yeah, it was a obviously it was a fantastic feeling. Um, I don't think in terms of performance it could have been a lot better in, in some respect, um, some respects. But um, no, look, we we defended our box well. We we stood up to the task well, and we were able to to find the moment of quality through through Ryan and myself to see the game, get three points. Talk to me about the move because it it looked like you knew exactly what you were doing. It looked like a set piece in play, if that makes sense. So talk me through from when maybe Andy got the ball and broke down the left and you knew maybe to get into the position yeah I know and then obviously I played with Rayan I've, I've, I know what he's all about I know the, the natural ability and talent he has so so for me I sort of realised that the bodies were getting attracted to him and just managed to find a, a nice little pocket of space and then he has the ability to find me so yeah, it was it was a great assist and a great build up move by Andy um, two goals in five six games whatever it is at this stage that suggests you're a striker would you say that's your position or are you, are you like what's your how would you describe yourself no I'm uh, in my career previously, I've always sort of been a, a box-to-box midfielder. So um, I was originally starting out on the inverted from the left tonight. Um, the gaff wanted to go ahead with, and um, don't think, to be honest, it, it, it was working too well. Um, he switched it up, and I moved into the the ten position, which um, played a couple of times this season. And that must be great to work under a manager who can see that and make the adjustments. And he obviously responded, and you individually responded. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I mean. Um, we only probably had two days to work on it during the week um, to we played the, the game against Derry last Friday. But um, no, yeah, um, the gaff is fantastic with stuff like that. Obviously, the experience he has, all the, all the games he's played in this league. So if there's, a, if there's anyone to make a judgment call like that, it's... You seem to enjoy playing in the League of Ireland. It seems to bring the best out of you from what we've seen so far. Yeah, yeah, I'm, uh, just just enjoying playing and, and getting, getting more minutes, more starts under my belt, yeah. And does it suit a player like you who's obviously well able to play football sometimes guys come over from maybe the lower leagues in England where it's a bit more physical whereas here you, you do have a bit of physicality but there's good quality football and it suits players like yourself yeah definitely I mean um, I obviously wasn't too aware of the league before coming over here but um, oh, I was, I've definitely been surprised so far by, by the, the, the quality levels and um, particularly what we've got in, in, in our dressing room it's, um, we've, got, we've got great quality and those fans you're responding to them and they're responding to you yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I said, um, the only one place I was going when I scored the goal, and um, I know obviously how much it means it means to the area and stuff like that. So, no, it was a, it was a great feeling, a special moment. Well, look, Connor, I'm not sure will you get a few days to go back home and visit the family or whatever now because this is a bit of a break. Uh, but I'm not going back home. Uh, the missus and little ones over here, so we'll just be um, 
probably see what see what the country has to offer yeah. yeah well it has a lot of great things to offer you don't even have to leave Dundalk for that Connor, well done on your goal tonight thanks for talking to us here on the extratime.com League of Ireland podcast I know that uh, everyone else is gone and you're still here so if there's a bus you better run because you're going to miss it cheers mate thank you this is the extratime.com League of Ireland voice notes podcast I'm joined by Drogheda United manager Kevin Doherty Kevin um, some of that went up for, well actually you know what first things first and the most important things first Fred Draper went off injured how is he yeah I think he's I went straight into him after the game and he had a bit of a cup and I don't know if he's hopefully he's not concussed or he, he might be but um, yeah he, he's I think I think from what I, I've seen I'll, I'll see him now afterwards again he, he seems to be okay what are your thoughts on the game <sighs> very hard to to sort of analyse it properly it's, again because I, I, I generally hate when managers or coaches come out and say we were the better team we dominated this and then you win the game and they're beaten like, but that's what happened to us tonight um if uh, thought the dog were far more clinical, they got one chance until the last minute when we're pushing forward. Um, and we just we got into such good positions. We pressed well, we won the ball back high up the pitch, we defended well, we set piece after set piece, but we're not getting enough. I mean, even last you go back to probably last week with UCD and should have won the game 4 0. Like, but we just have to be getting more clinical. So, uh, yeah, look, I'm, I'm sick to my stomach about it because I just I do think. Could have been sitting second at the table. Um, it's an easy one to say and observe. It's a, maybe a harder one to answer, but why do you think those chances are being missed? I mean, Rooney had some good chances in the first half. Marky Blaze went over. Freddie obviously had that penalty saved. It was a good save, but a striker should probably always score a penalty. Yeah, look, again, he went the right way, Shepard, in fairness. Um, I look, I just think in little areas that we just have to improve. And look, we've a lot. I'm not being critical of players. We, we were playing against a team that are going to be playing in Europe and have about five times the budget that we have and full time and our lads are in work this morning so I, I hate sounding like I'm being critical I'm just disappointed because it was there for the taking tonight I said it to them at half time don't regret this and now we do regret it so um, yeah the lads are brilliant they're working so hard we just need to just need even a strong word we don't, don't need to do anything but you're like we're eight points still a good start and we played really really well tonight bar probably just that little bit of uh, being clinical so um, look we just have to lick our wounds uh, take the defeat and move on and a couple of days off now because no game next week but it's uh, yeah it's a disappointing result alright it might seem like a silly question you know me long enough to know I'm perfectly capable of asking a silly question or two but is that a, a, a good defeat in a sense that you performed well and when you go back into training, you don't have to be screaming at lads to up their game, to work harder. Because actually, if they, if they produce that across the season, you'll be fine and more than fine. Yeah. And again, look, I'll, I'll sit back and look at it and think about it tomorrow. Like my initial reaction is to shout and scream and I'm so, just so disappointed for the lads. Like, yeah. But that's a reaction to the result more than the performance. Yeah, though, yeah no. It, yeah. Well, I mean, the performance also includes putting the ball in the back of the net. Okay. Like we perform, you can perform all you want. You can keep the ball. You can make chances. But if you don't score, and you can see it, it's not much. If you can do that all season, you will get relegated. <laughs> like if you if you lose every single game. But I, know, I I get what you mean and the performance and was really really good. But we do have to be more clinical in in certain areas. There's so many balls in the box. As I said, we uh, we've worked a lot in training and genuinely the lads they're, they're working so hard and that's why we. You're saying we will be okay, or we're saying, like, you know, but the performance is really good, but also includes scoring goals as well. And we've created more than enough chances over the last number of games to, you know, to uh, 
even win another couple of games to be honest but of course I'm happy with the start I'm happy with the players I love them they're, they're thinking about them all the time like you know it sounds like a I don't know parent yeah times you do yeah yeah, because that's a lot of them are, are very young, and again, sometimes it comes back to what we have a lot of young young players, and it's going to be a little bit of inconsistency. But I'd be having this conversation if we didn't play well. Yes, we played well, but I do feel we have to just demand. We have to. What's that aim for the start? That thing. Yeah. Like you know, we have to try and want like Barry. We have to try and want to win every game, and I think we certainly showed that we tried to win the game tonight. We just I mean, look, we were very lucky then, and obviously the penalty. Save so would have been even if we got a point, could have went home happy enough. Look, didn't happen, so we just move on. There's a mini break now. Is it a good time or a bad time for the break for you and this at, team? At the moment, I feel like it's a good time. Um, well, first for even for Freddie, you know, I don't know, I haven't seen how he is, but the lads have worked so hard. A lot of the time, it's been the same 11, and um, they probably need a little few, a few days off. They will get it to be fair, but it's 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 a good time, I think, yeah. yeah. Speaking of Freddie, he's played well. I know he missed a penalty tonight, but he's a good player. He's from Lincoln and Loney from there. It's not the first time that that has happened. They seem to trust you. Now, I'm not saying, God, isn't it great the English clubs think we're great. What I'm saying is there's obviously a good relationship there and it says an awful lot about what you're doing here. Yeah, there is, yeah, in fairness. They're, they're a well-run club, I think. Oh, they are very well-run. Yeah. And again, there's not many clubs that would send two players that they view that have bright futures to part-time clubs. So yeah, they do value it. And there was someone here tonight, funny enough, yeah. has been at most of the games. Um, yeah, they do, and the two lads have, are getting so much experience. Uh, would have been nice to, for Freddie to get the goal tonight, and as I said, hopefully the the head injury isn't is, isn't that major at all. I don't think it is, but uh, yeah, no, we've a, we've a good relationship. It started years and years ago when Dara had Sean Rowan in his under 12s and under 13s, and then obviously I met Jess George, the director of football as well, and we spoke about the two lads last year, and they both did well. And Sean's obviously playing every week um, for Lincoln and. Uh, Sam did really well here as well, so yeah, it led on to that. And, yeah, lucky enough, they, as you say, they trust us with their players, and I, I think, look, they're doing well, and it's, it's a good level. They, they get games like tonight that um, will really benefit them in the future, like, but will benefit us, us presently as well. Kevin Doherty, thanks for joining us on the ExtraTime.com League of Ireland Voice Notes podcast. Thank you. This is the ExtraTime.com League of Ireland Voice Notes podcast, joined by Dundalk head coach Stevie O'Donnell. Stevie, a 1 0 victory here in Drogheda your thoughts on the performance yeah scratchy typical derby I thought Drogheda had the best of it first half um, we didn't really control the game at any stage so just delighted that we had the moment of quality obviously Boiler intercepts steps in um, gives it to Ray a good feet and a little drop back to Connor and um, lovely crisp controlled side for finish so we do possess that quality delighted with the result delighted with the last four games uh, pre-international break uh, but we know we can improve and we have to improve. Is the break coming at a bad time now? Uh, not necessarily. We have a few bodies, a little niggles and that. So um, we targeted after the first two games. I felt in my head if we can just stay in around us in the next four games pre-international break that we'll be stronger uh, posted. So delighted with that. Um, Ten points from the last uh, four from possible 12. So we're in a good position now and hopefully we get a few bodies back and um, we're in a position now that hopefully we kick on. You mentioned a few of your relatively new signings regards the lead into the goal and there was a few more of them played well tonight. Is that particularly pleasing that guys who, and fans will always go, oh, not sure, you know, don't know much about these guys, but those guys, they're all playing well, they're all settling in. Yeah, they're all very good players. It's not easy for them either coming in late in the day. Uh, it's a group that, that group we have now, I'd love to have 
have for five or six weeks pre-season, really double down on what we're trying to achieve. It's hard for the players, you know, when you're working week to week game plan for a specific game of principle, really how we want to go about it. So, um, as I said, they're getting thrown in at the deep end. They're not playing pre-season games. To they're staying afloat, aren't they? Yeah, we're doing more than that. You know, more than that. As I said, we've three wins and a draw from our last four. So credit to them. But they'll only get better and stronger, get more used to the league and get more confidence. So like a night like tonight's uh, winning 1-0, front of the packed away end, will only will want, want them to really want more of it. And, you know, it'll bring them on massive the last two away games, I think. And how big a boost is it to win a derby and a place and to win in a place where you lost I think twice last season? Yeah, as you see there, like uh, I think Trotter put took points off every all the top teams last year. Um, started the season really well. Drew Champ Rovers beat Sligo here, so not an easy place to go. They have a settled squad, settled team, a lot no no massive turnover from last year. The the, the spine's still there, so they know each other's game and um, they're very effective here and I thought they played well tonight as well. Cheers, Stevie. Well done. Cheers, Ocean. This is the ExtraTime.com League of Ireland Voice Notes podcast and I'm joined on the pitch by former Dundalk and Drata player Paul Crowley. Paul, obviously you are of both clubs formerly. Uh, tonight you were of LOI TV slash LMFM. Of course, we're saying tonight, but people are most likely listening on St. Patrick's Day. It's a happy St. Patrick's Day for Dundalk supporters. Did they deserve their 1-0 victory here in Weavers Park? Um, I don't think anybody would have argued with a with a one-all draw tonight here. I have to sit in the fence. No favourites here tonight, um, as you just spoke about. But um, I suppose the penalty save at the end, maybe Marky's chance in the first half was probably the clearest chance of the game. It's a stage of the game. was probably about 35 minutes gone where Drada should be going 1-0 up. Um, but overall, Dundalk, listen, go down the road, as you say, happier with the loud teams. They didn't play overly well tonight, but still got the victory. Um that's actually a compliment rather than an insult. Can you add a bit of meat to the bones there as to how they did that? Yeah, listen, I believe it was the same up in Derry last week. They they had like if you if you look at the last two games, like I mean, obviously fantastic performance against St. Pat's, five goals, clean sheet. I mean, that speaks for itself. And then you go up to Derry and played very clever in my books because I mean t- teams are gonna go up there and try and go toe to toe with Derry and it's not gonna happen. They sat in, they took their medicine. They got their clean sheet and they got a point and they get out of there. Tonight was always going to be a tight affair for both teams. I don't think anyone was going to be able to call tonight. I felt it'd be tight. I didn't think there'd be many goals. There wasn't. But um, that bit of quality, I mean, I was just speaking there to Dave and saying, like, when you can bring on John Martin, Ryan O'Kane, Alfie Lewis, Robbie Benson, I mean, then in the 75th minute, that's draining as a draw the player when you see them, them, that sort of quality wheeling off the bench. And the, the bit of experience... Then they get into corners of the pitch when you're 1-0 up. And then, I mean, Shepard tonight was outstanding. His all-round game was fantastic. I wouldn't have seen much of him. Um, sweeping in behind centre-halves. His kicking was fantastic. Controlling his box, punching balls then at the end. And then again, the penalty save at the end. A real complete performance. Sometimes with good teams, you nearly get a sense that they sense when to push forward, when to score. And Boyle made that break down the left. Now, he didn't get the final assist for the goal to Mali, but he did play a big part in it. Yeah, and that's a big part of his game, isn't it? When he when he sees gaps, he likes to drive with the ball. He's probably playing on a side where he, he would rather be on the right-hand side, but Dave Williams there, who was really solid tonight, I thought was very impressive as well. They were both really good. Um, Tottenham let themselves down a little bit by playing out too much and trying to sniff that, where they got the marquee chance from. I talked about it a couple of times, but they didn't try and get out as much in the second half, which I think helped them at times. Draw to play this pitch to a tee. I mean, you look at all the top teams that come here, Shamrock Rovers, Pats, Dundalk tonight, they don't allow you to play 
it's it's the way Kevin has them set up. It's it's the tightness of the pitch. You don't get to express yourself. I mean, you see some fantastic players, high caliber player in that Dundalk team. This this place doesn't allow you to play between the way they're set up and the pitch. But listen, they got the all important goal in the end. They were patient. Um, it was well worked. It was a great finish. So six games in, Drogheda are in fifth position. Dundalk are in third position. Have Dundalk impressed you so far or are there still things to work on? What have, what have you made of them? Yeah, listen, it's very early. I was actually talking to Stephen before the game there and um, obviously the, the start didn't help them. Um, he felt that the season started a little bit too early for him and, and he's right in saying that because he got he obviously got his signings in a little bit later than expected and that's that's down to um, not finding that calibre player that he wanted early and not panic spending, I suppose, as well and waiting. So... Like, listen, they look like they're finding their feet. Um, a few injuries this week, obviously, with the with the three games in a week. But they'll have the squad to deal with injuries as well, and that's going to be important going forward. And what about Drogheda? Yeah, listen, they are where they are. They, they've had a great start of the season as well. They'll be disappointed not to get something out of the game tonight. Um, they haven't lost the game well. It, it's a game they felt they should have been 1-0 up in, as I, I spoke about. Like... They always keep themselves in games. What's so impressive about them is they don't concede early against anybody. They keep themselves in games. And even when they go 1-0 down, they will have a go, like you've seen again tonight. Um, they end up getting the penalty, which should naturally bring you back into a game at that stage. But fantastic save from Shepard, and it just takes the dog down the road. With What's worse for a player in a team? To play badly and lose 1-0, or to play well? knowing you probably should have got something out of the game and to lose 1-0. What's easier to recover from? Yeah, it's frustrating. Well, listen, initially you'll be disappointed because you feel you've got something out of the game. But when you reflect on it as players and as a team, then you're happier. Listen, that, I mean, the performance was there again. And it's just, it's just something they have to just draw a line under now and just move on. Paul Crowley, formerly of Drogheda and Dundalk. Amongst others, thanks for joining us on the ExtraTime.com League of Ireland Voice Notes podcast. No problem at all. So that's almost it from Weaver's Park where Drogheda have lost 1-0 to Dundalk. Had they got something from the game, I don't think anyone could have argued with that. But uh, as you're well aware, that is not how football works. You're probably listening to this on St. Patrick's Day. There's four Premier Division fixtures today at 5 o'clock. Cork City taking on Shelburne. Also at 5, Shamrock Rovers taking on St. Patrick's Athletic in what is now being dubbed the South Dublin Derby. Surely, though, it's... um, South versus West or South County versus West. Anyway, that's an argument for another day. At 7.45, Bowles take on UCD and Derry City take on Sligo Rovers. All of those games are live on LOITV, except the game at the Ryan McBride Brandywell. That is live on RTE television. In the first division, a big game between Cove Ramblers and Galway United. What a start Cove have had under Shane Keegan. Galway have had a decent start as well. Those two vying for the automatic promotion spot. Granted, there is a long way to go. Jonathan Higgins will be at that game for us. You can watch it on LOI TV or you can listen to it on Galway Bay FM with the man I just mentioned there, Jonathan Higgins. At 6 o'clock, Wexford take on Kerry and at 7.45 at Lone Town take on Treaty United. Now, it's a bit of a bumper week of podcasts for extra time. Obviously, uh, Donal uh, presented an English language podcast in which we heard from Jordan McAniff of Derry. Uh, what a season he's having so far. And uh, Megan Smith-Lynch also joined him. He is a Gwilgor and joined Aoife Mullen for an Irish language podcast in which they spoke to Robbie Benson, who I didn't realise until the last couple of days speaks Irish incredibly well. But then again, it's not a surprise. He's a 600 point leaving man. He's an actuary. He's a genius. He's a great footballer. He just has everything. He was unlucky not to score 
for Dundalk against Drotted actually in the derby he hit the post after coming off the bench Aoife Mullen the host of that podcast joins us now Aoife um, tell us about the Robbie interview yes Oisín so as you said it's a bumper week of podcasts Donal Ryan as you mentioned was presenting the English edition this week but he's very versatile because he was also on the Gaeilge version so the first ever Gaeilge podcast for extra time it's to mark Shakta na Gaeilge which is coming to an end with St Patrick's Day so Embracing all things Irish, um, we had that podcast, Osgoelga, and we were delighted to welcome Robbie Benson. As you say, there's very little that man can't do. <laughs> and you mentioned, and it was great to see that in Weaver's Park in the 82nd minute, um, Robbie Benson came on as a sub, played very well. And actually, when when the penalty was being taken just beforehand, he I, I noticed that he ran over to Nathan Shepherd, gave him a bit of a pep talk, a bit of encouragement possibly helped him to save that penalty but almost put his, his mark on the score sheet as well because he almost got Dundalk a second goal I don't know he came very close to scoring and maybe that's something to do with extra time maybe it's the extra time.com effect I'm not sure do an Irish language podcast and you'll almost score in a match he's a great guy um, look yeah. you know all about Robbie Benson but um, he goes into a bit of detail about his career and big moments in his career so it's well worth a listen yeah exactly so he speaks First of all, I suppose, about his journey and his time at UCD and how that helped him. And I suppose it, that's very interesting, maybe for younger listeners or even parents of young people who would like to get into football. So great advice from somebody who's very well grounded and obviously got his education and, and made his way um, in the footballing world. Interesting that he speaks about his time in St. Pat's as well. So you mentioned the career he's had to date. So he speaks about his... Nate Fodrick, if you will. Or Nate Fodrick, which is it? Shut- Nate Fodrick, okay. um, which is a nice kind of link on, on St. Patrick's Day. But yeah. Um, yeah, so he speaks about the two Stevens and their influence. Stephen Kenny, who obviously brought him to Dundalk, and then Stephen O'Donnell, who he spent time with in St. Pat's. And of course, Robbie was the first player to, to follow Stephen O'Donnell back up the M1 to Dundalk. So he speaks about the influence that both Stevens had in his career. He speaks about, as we said already, the highlights from his time in Europe with Dundalk. Um, and of course, that memorable goal with Bate and kick Pinoche, the, the penalty kick that he scored. And no one will forget that one in the Aviva to um, to clinch the, the Corn FAI first in Pats and when they were playing against Bowes. And then as well as that, um, he speaks about... His, his injury trouble we mentioned he came off the bench today and I suppose you need to be a, a resilient person to um, to bounce back and he speaks quite openly about that which which is really nice so it's it's well worth a listen I'm not going to spoil the whole thing um, because we want people to tune in um, and whether you have um, Gael Galifa no Gael Gabrishta Bethu Obata um on August Robbie Benson, and as you say, it's it's great that we we had Robbie speaking us Gaelic and happy to do so, and we hope to um, welcome other players across across the season as well. And then just as as well as the Robbie Benson interview, there's also a piece with myself, Donald Ryan, and Tom O'Connor, looking back on the previous weekend's action. So after five match days we were just doing a little bit of a review of the of the Premier Division and looking ahead to the, the Women's National League as well OK Aoife Mullen thank you very much Aoife Mullen Tom O'Connor and Donal Ryan uh, interview Robbie Benson Osquilga and that's well worth a listen but also you can listen to the extratime.com podcast 
podcast Osberla uh, with Jordan McAniff and Megan Smith-Lynch. You have your choice of two. In fact, you should probably listen to both. Right, that's it. It's St. Patrick's Day. Maybe you're on your way to a game. Maybe you're on your way to Tala Stadium. If so, give us a wave because we'll be there too. I was reading during the week and I don't know where I saw it, but I'm going to imagine that it was uh, Dodge on Twitter that this is the first time ever that St. Pat's and Shamrock Rovers, or Shamrock Rovers and St. Pat's, I should say, are meeting on St. Patrick's Day, which I thought was an interesting quirk. Uh, as always, you can get in contact with me on at Lang, and you can get in contact with the extratime.com through all the usual social media channels. And of course, if you go onto the website, you'll find an email to contact us on as well. Match reports from all of St. Patrick's Day's uh, matches available a little bit later, plus build up before the games. Uh, for now, though, I will wish you a very happy St. Patrick's Day. In fact, uh, if I'm going to let you finish the podcast, you can say that. But us, Gwilga, uh, I could probably have a go, but I'd likely mess it up. So I'll let you do it. Well, I think you should have a go. So uh, that's what Lo- Shaka is all about. Okay. Lawbraha near Fodrick? No, that's Happy Day St. Patrick's. I just pretty much mixed up Happy Birthday with Happy St. Patrick's Day. Now you know why I wanted you to do it. So I'll have one more go. Um, uh, Lawbraha, Law, St. No. It's like, go on, go on, go, you you're do You're getting it. mixed up. You okay. think you're still talking to Conor Malley uh, and his birthday celebrations. Plenty of birthdays, actually. Andy Boyle celebrated his birthday very, very recently. And he's another person who, who played well for Dundalk. But anyway, back to the farewell, the St. Patrick's Day wishes. So, Banachthina Felaporic, or of Galair, Tosulagam Gubmoyne Fushiv Tatnev, Asanlo. Okay, Ifamon, thank you very much. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you soon. Take care. Bye bye.